Tonight we're going to look at our up and coming fixtures. We're going to discuss the Latics 11 with left midfielder positioning question this week. We've got a session of Adam Asks. We're going to look forward to West Brom and Millwall with our previews. We've also got our special guest in the studio, Jay Whittle. I'm Gareth, and this is the Progress with the Unity podcast. Right, thank you for the intro, Gareth. How are we doing? I'm doing fine, thank you very much. Great. Adam, of the older variety? Great, sounds well. I'm dressed for the occasion. Yes, You're all yes. scruffy, you lot. I've suited up. Seated and booted. Uh, Mr. Paul, the editor tonight. Yeah, that's fine. And young Adam. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, we've got Jay Whittling as well. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself? I'm good, thank you very much. Barry's out on a, a scouting mission, so you've, uh, you've got my dulcet tones once again, Mr. Convery. Right, so first of all, let's um, let, let, let's mix things up a bit. I want to have a look at the upcoming five fixtures between the end of this international break and the next international break in November. I'm just going to run through them, and it, I'll tell you where these teams currently stand as of today. So we play West Brom at home on Saturday, we're second in the league. Then we take a trip on Tuesday to Millwall. End of the month, we play... Where are they? They're at their 20th in London. Oh, <laughs> then, yeah. then the end of the uh, yeah the end of the month Sheffield United away who are currently table toppers. Then we welcome Leeds United to the DW, who are currently third in the league, and then we take a trip to Middlesbrough yeah. on the tenth of November, who are currently fourth in the league. Nice and easy that. What do you think? I think that's not a bad thing. Piss it, because <laughs> if you look at our recent form against the bottom of the table. It's been dire. We've been beat by QPR when they couldn't buy a win. We've been beat by Preston when they couldn't buy a win. And I'm sure we did the same in um, previous seasons where we just we seem to always fall apart against the bottom side. So, yeah, bring on the big boys. Let's do all right. We don't always fall apart. We often fall apart. <laughs> all right. We went yeah. to Stoke and they were down there at the bottom, weren't they? No, no, the not one down one. at the bottom. I mean, right the bottom side. Yeah. We, we seem to have a yeah, bit of a... QPR and Preston were the bottom side. Yeah. Them, they? I'm, I'm sure we dropped points where we shouldn't have done against the bottom team. We definitely have won games where we thought perhaps we weren't going to win. It's been one of those seasons, hasn't it? We're picking up wins where we wouldn't expect them and getting beaten were, you know, sometimes... Well, we'll not go back to a couple of weekends ago. Most interesting spell of, this, of the season so far, this, because you got these five games right at the start of the season. <clears throat> You'd have said, ooh little bit scared of these games, but quite exciting. But kind of thinking, if we don't if we don't get any points, it's expected. Then we went beyond expectations. We beat a decent Sheffield Wednesday side. We should have beat Forest. We should have beat Villa. We beat Stoke, um, and you know we were fantastic. Since then, you know we we haven't quite hit those heights the first few games, and now we're faced with another five fixtures that are really 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 tough fixtures so it'd be interesting to see whether we come out like we did in that Sheffield Wednesday because this, this will be the first time in a while I mean I'm sure you've got the odds but I can't imagine we're going to be favourites to win and I suspect it's the first first time this season that, that we haven't been so it'd be interesting to see how, how we get on in that game when we're, we're back to being an underdog 
Jay, how, how does it feel for you? We, you know, we've just come out of an international break. We're five games. You know, got two this week, and then three weekends on the bounce, and then we're back into an international break. It kind of breaks the momentum that we could potentially get, or or not. It's just two stop start at the moment for me. Uh, we can't really get into a good good run. The international break couldn't come it couldn't have come at a worse time. Uh, for me personally, it's getting flumped by our local rivals, Preston. You want to get straight back out there, trying to rectify that. Obviously, Paul Cook will probably have said a few words to his players after that defeat. But, you know, the game's going to come thick and fast and then we'll have a break again. But it is getting a bit frustrating with this Nations League, especially when Greg could have got injured as well. Yeah, I mean, Adam, just, you know, talking about Greg there, we've a few players who've been away on international duty. Mm-hmm. Um, across the world, you know, Anthony Robinson playing the early hours of this morning, Wednesday when we're recording. Um, how's that going to affect the team and kind of, we've got players there who we really wanted to be working on things, you know, we, Robinson didn't have the best of games last time out, I believe he didn't have the best of games for the US men's national team at the weekend. It is a real frustrating period and what? how do we go forward now? Yeah, it's part and parcel of the game these days, though, isn't it? If you're going to be successful, you're going to have players who are going everywhere, and most championship clubs, I believe, have to deal with this. So, you know, you just have to get on with it. It happens. I mean, Robinson, it's good for him to be involved in such a setup because, you know, he's first choice for the USA. It's not a bad thing to be. So, he's still learning, he's still getting experience. So, you know. He's got to work on his defensive aspects of the game, and when you're playing teams like Colombia and Mexico, you've got to, it's, you know. And it could be the tonic you needed, you know. Sometimes you don't want to miss a game after a you know, particularly yeah. bad performance, and he'll know that he's not had the best of games. To go in there and maybe the US have looked at it, and it's not probably the best game he's played that first game, but then by all accounts had a decent game last night. It's, it's that kind of morale boost that he's going to need now to. To yeah. go forward into the weekend, and after a four-nil defeat, yeah, you want to get back out there, but you know it gives us a chance to you know regroup and work on things, and it'll it might make the players even more hungry that they've had to wait so long to get back out there, and they'll really want to be driven to try and turn it around. And obviously, we're going back to a home game. We've been really good at home, so you know you've got to fancy us. I mean, look at where we turned up at Villa away and Stoke away, so and. You know, it's a similar team to that we had last season where we went. You know, we did West Ham, Bournemouth, and all them. So you've got to you've got to, have to fancy us. I don't think they need to. Obviously, apart from Grigg getting injured, which isn't ideal, and obviously Powell picked up a knock at Preston, so I have no idea where that's at. So it isn't ideal when players get injured, but it's good for them to get that experience. And you know, if they want to play at a high level, you've got to go out and perform for your country as well. They yeah. looked happy enough with Callum McManaman, didn't they, the other day? Yeah, and they were down at uh, Curry's having a bit of uh, a FIFA session. So looking at the upcoming five games, just going to go around the table. Um, so we've got three away from home, two at home, uh, starting this weekend. Gareth, I'm going to put you right on the spot here because you're to my left, first, first one out. How many points from those five games, bearing in mind, are playing... <laughs> the top four and some a team in twentieth. Not the easiest um, of fixtures, but it's uh, it's like a second Premier League almost now. The championship, the quality's so high. It is indeed. So I'm, go on, Gareth. I'm trying to pos- I'm trying to be positive, and with the 
Preston defeat in the back of my head. It's not easy. Um, two points. Two points from five games. Two draws. Where are we picking up the draws? Away at Millwall and at home against Leeds. Two stalemates. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Older Adam. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a bit more positive about that because than that because I, I think I think with, um, the two home games I think will be set up quite well for us I think the way that they're going to play um, I think if I was going to I would maybe say seven seven points seven. I, think we can take, I think we can take seven yeah look it up Jay <laughs> I, I'm going to go um, same as Adam seven points seven points it's I think we will probably more likely win our home games I have a good feeling about Saturday West Brom will be our toughest challenge yet. Look at the players they've got to show. Jay Rodriguez, Harvey Barnes, who was just playing for England under-21s last night. Dwight Gale. Um, list goes on and on, really. And They've got so many quality players. I think our away form is concerning. I'd like to think we can sort that over the next three games, but I don't know. We've, like our Villa, we went for it. We've not really shown the same attacking freedom. We haven't shown the same willingness to get forward. I think, uh, was it Norwich? We didn't register one shot on target all afternoon, which is unacceptable, really, especially considering all last season, one of the best teams on the road, uh, record-breaking season for the club. But I'll take seven points all day long, especially with Leeds United. Uh, I, I reckon they'll get promoted this season. OK. Adam? I'll take a point again, five points. Uh, probably pick up a win and a couple of draws and I'd be happy with that. I'd like to see us win one of Millwall or Sheffield United away and try and, you know, break that bad run of form away from home because we have to do sooner or later. So yeah. It becomes a bit of a trend and the players, it will affect the players. Good, good record at Sheffield United. Yeah, well. we do, yeah. We tend to do Trump. Trump I'd like to see us do something at Millwall because we don't see too much at Millwall. So I'd, I'd love to see us grab a win because they've not been great. They look a bit down at the minute and they'll be something like 20th that you said so out of those five games they're the ones you really want to target I think and we should try and yeah to, get a to, quote, to quote Gareth they're not sparkling at the minute but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go into Millwall in a bit bit more detail because I think the, the league table doesn't lie but, but the results they're, they're not they're not too bad and Paul points sorry I would have got to you last but it's alright don't worry um I'm usually more positive than most people and, and like I say I think we, we like to play against these top sides um, it's what you're here for the expectation is different um, the mentality is different um, it's, it's hard I mean, I, mean I, th I think these two are seven points is probably reasonable you know you're almost working with a range aren't you rather as opposed to you know, what do you want? What do you think we desperately need? What would be fantastic? And, and getting anywhere near 15 is just ridiculous. So, you know, you start taking off there. But, but to say that you're expecting us to lose two or three of the next five games, it's kind of a defeatist attitude. So, I or, real, or realistic. <laughs> or realistic. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think if the way you look at it, though, like, you look at say two points you get those two points and the extra points you get your bonus flip it have yeah. a look it, it's going to be interesting it's a it's a difficult period on the left what's your side I think I, I, I don't know I go six or eight 
See, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Six, six points is what I'm looking at. I, I fancy your Saturday. And it's winning, winning those home games have got, have got to be a must. And like Adam said, getting a one away win at either Millwall or Sheffield United or some points. Some good points as well because it's the performance to go with the points. So, for Not me... played well really, have we? For, I mean, QPR for one half, I think, didn't we? Yeah. First half we played okay. But apart from we've not played really well since second half at Stoke, have we? No, so for, for me, get, getting, a, getting a, a good solid performance um, and some points on the board away from home will be will be fantastic. It's it's difficult. Five difficult games. Then we're back into this UEFA Nations League where I, we play the US, don't we? Uh, as England. Yeah, uh, and Croatia. And Croatia, so we'll get to Anthony Robinson. Uh, he probably... Up against uh, ter- ter- Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. 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 Good test of uh, defending well, for him. Barry's just, just texting and he said every one of those five games is going to end 3-2. Well, yeah, 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 that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. So, between two and seven points, we think. No, in Latics, it could That's be. That's our range, yep. isn't it? Yep, it could be no points. It could be fifteen points. Mm, well, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know. Oh, it, could, it could even be higher. I, I mean, <laughs> such a, that was fifteen. No, no, it could be eight points. I, I, I think eight. <laughs> eight, eight two seven. to eight, then two to eight. Two to eight. Get this written down. One decent result, and suddenly that, that set, sets you up for the next few games, doesn't it? I believe that's his back with one good convincing win. Yeah. Mm. Paul's in with banging that belief drum in uh, yeah. ES7 or wherever you are. Eight. Right. <laughs> oh. Alright, ES8. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the Latics 11. Now, this is, this is causing some stir on the social media. Our left midfielders we put out there, and there was quite a good bit of talk. We included um, some old players as well as some uh, modern day got no chance there. heroes. The winners this week, uh, the winner was Lee McCulloch, followed closely by Sean Maloney um, on that left left hand side. I think we thought McCulloch was going to be the winner, didn't we? Um, I didn't, but I can see where your school of thought came from. Yeah, um, and Sean Maloney, you know, he, he, Man United down here, they go the corner for the FA Cup, and there's all those kind of things that go along with it. But I think we we need to have a bit of a discussion now because we're coming on to quite a difficult position, um, which is our centre mids. So again, we need eight choices. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to say we're going to put the vote tonight and let people decide who the eight are but we're not going to decide who the eight are we're going to put the vote out to well we're going to ask people to write in on twitter and facebook and let us know who you'd like to feature in our poll so who would we have in MacArthur MacArthur MacCarthy Jimmy mm, Bullard Bullard Kavanagh are you reading what I'm calling? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordi Gomez. Gomez, yeah. Where do you put Powell? Is well, yeah. I mean, I'd chuck him in at midfield because you know it's a fluid depends formation. What, depends what you call. It depends what you call your final two positions. Do you call them strikers, forwards? Well, they're gonna. They're just gonna be strikers. As a striker, I don't think he's a striker, is he? No. So the, 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 
But he's not really a centre mid either. He's classed as midfield, isn't he? I agree with that. He's your, he's your, Which your one? channel middle. <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Martinez. Yeah. He'd be of Sati, he'd be raving about Martinez, wouldn't he? He would, he would. He would. Um, um, he, he was good. He was. He, he had really good spells. He was obviously very, very popular. Um, it was always interesting to see how well he played because the, the crowd were always on his side. You know, yeah. he, he, I think I think he was very popular and deservedly so. He did a lot of stuff to me in the community when he was a player. So, but he was a good. He was a good player, but he never played outside the the bottom two divisions for us, did he? No. And he didn't. To me, also, he didn't rip the third tier of English football up he was okay but his only real dominating performances were in the bottom division so I liked him he was quite clear what I think what's stuck in the minds of Wigan fans is he just bossed it in uh, yeah. in, in the in the in the bottom division in a, in a promotion season didn't he and, and scored that fantastic goal against Scarborough on a <laughs> late <laughs> late March evening and a 7-1 win Ben Watson, yeah, I mean, he'll, he's definitely going to be in with the shouts, isn't he? For for more, uh, we've got all Gareth's list here. Um, definitely in with the shouts, isn't he? For one reason, one reason only, and I, I mean, he should just. There's too many good players in that we've had in that position that Lee makes Catamon it. Well. Ben Watson had a key play. role in the yeah. two, three, two, short, but for over over a couple of seasons. Arsenal, West Ham. Yeah. Adam Forshaw. <laughs> well, I was thinking Palacios. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember his um, his dive against. Was it Man City? Where he turns yeah, and has a look Palacios at the referee. Yeah. Um, Palacios has got to be in. Yeah. Palacios has got to The legend of Henry Thomas. Oh. Lord Henry. Mo- Momo Diame. The doctor. Yeah, I'm still Diame. playing Diame. 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 He's, Diame. He's, a he's a great player. choice. He's yeah. one of the most technically gifted players I've seen at the club. And he's still playing Prem now. Strong, strong powerful. Yeah, everything you want in centre mid. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of it. didn't like our town either. I've so. forgotten the era, really. You know, the, the, era, the era sort of uh, after Martinez, but obviously before. You know, as well, rising, rising up the leagues, but before Bullard and. Like the McLaughlin years. Maybe they weren't great years for the same <laughs> Michael Brown. Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers. Michael Brown. Scored Brown's a important goal, didn't he? Michael yeah. Brown was everywhere. Cut from the uh, no nonsense brush. Yeah. Words for people. Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill. Yeah, so, well, I don't think we'll put him in. Due I'm not to putting him not because of his treatment of Will He's Rick. not selecting Will Grigg to yeah, start, is he? So he's not going to get a starting berth. I think, I think with midfielders, I think a lot of them will have played under Martinez. Because he he seemed to he really got his Fraser midfield. <laughs> he got his midfielders, didn't he? <laughs> He's an FA Cup winner. <laughs> he is, can't argue, can he? Gomez class, McCarthy class, McCarthy class, yeah. all all uh, Martinez players. The army Martinez signing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. He was, yeah. Four, no, no, I think I'm sure the army made his debut against Man United in a 5 0 defeat, and I think it was under. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to throw one out here. Pretty sure, yeah. Um, I kept it gone completely out of my head. So Max Power. That was Max Power. Perks. I, I had Damien Francis. That's the guy I was after. 
Maybe not a world six, 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 months. Months. six months. He did the simple thing. He struggled right. to get into. I remember he scored at Everton. Everton yeah, yeah. and he played a beautiful pass for Roberts at, against Newcastle, I think, at home. And, yeah. And win, but I, I, won't, I can't. I, I'm not having Francis. I'm not wearing Francis yeah. on there. <laughs> no way. Paul Shana. Is he a midfielder or is he a defender? Well, that's the question. Certain Athletic's official tweeted that he'd like probably like to appear in both positions. So I don't. He doesn't get in that list though. That's a strong list. Isn't it, it? It, is, it is a strong list. We had a yeah. few good ones in the the and Barry would be better on this on the eight, in the eighties. Um, where was Crip, Crip? Where did Cripples play? So yeah, like yeah, he was he was in in there. Yeah, would, you, would you say Sam Morse is a shout? Not no, yet. No, no, no. Yeah, no. no. Sam Morse couldn't wait. I'm surprised Adams not put Lee Evans. Lee Evans, Lee Evans is as deserving as Damian Francis. <laughs> so yeah what we're asking you to do is get onto Facebook get onto Twitter and just let us know who you would like to see appear in the eight have choices have we missed anyone is the question oh yeah we'll, we'll have missed Modi Army joined on the 22nd of August 2009 I believe yeah, Martin, that's yeah. Right, yeah. So, mm. thank we, you. we will have missed people out so that's why we're asking for our listeners to get involved because we're um, we're only two weeks ahead of, uh, away from the the big one well, I'm just thinking, that, just going back to that, that is remarkable, those, those signings, none of those you would have said, are all, you, you, you know, when you skated around in the summer, because I think they were all pretty much bought roughly the same, MacArthur might have been a bit later, but the others I think were all the same time, and he's, he skated them out, they, none of them really came as the finished article, and then no. they're all... They're all legends in their own rights, aren't they? They are, yeah. They are, Pity he wasn't quite as good with signing his strikers, Martin. Whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, that's probably a good question, a good topic to bring up when we uh, discuss our manager for this uh, Latics eleven in uh, in a few in a few weeks. I go for Barry. Barry, I think. Barry, Barry's manager. Seriously, there's been a coup in this podcast. Oh, there's there's no role as manager, doesn't it? Listen, you and Stuart need to have a conversation with each other. Um, Barry's uh, Barry's on a scouting mission as we said so we're going to move on to Adam Asks um, as we start our look forward to the upcoming games as the championship makes a full-blooded return with two games uh, coming up so we're going to speak to Joe Chapman who's a West Bromwich Albion fan Adam over to you Hello, we've got uh, Joel Chapman here. Uh, writes about the uh, the Albion for the uh, for the Birmingham Mail. Uh, hello, Joel. How are you? Hello, I'm very well. That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we've got the team here tonight. We've got uh, Simon, uh, Adam, uh, myself, Adam, of course, uh, Jay, uh, and Gareth. So and Paul. Uh, and Paul. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. He's he's very anonymous. Not, but. Uh, Okay, so uh, we'll just get started. So, um, where did the love of West Brom come from then, originally? Um, I was a bit of a glory growing up, actually. Um, before I was kind of like us. Out of me. <laughs> I always just, I don't know, kind of six, seven, eight years old. You kind of follow the teams that you make to school, and I just happened to kind of follow in every sense, follow from afar, like Manchester United, and and went and pulled up once or twice. Um, developed a a much more enthusiastic passion for West Brom when I went to my first match at about age eight or nine. Um, my family lived up the road from the Hawthorns at the time, so uh, I was. It was one. It was one afternoon. It was a, must have been October, November time, actually, about fifteen years ago. And um, watched West Brom beat Gillingham in the what was then, you know, Nation High Division One. 
and um, it took off from there. Uh, and I've been a, a season ticket holder and a, a, a fan that travels away to away games as well. Um, and I've now got this fantastic position where I'm able to write about the brilliant. So um, yeah, it's been exciting. It's been exciting season. Start to the season so far yeah i mean it's, uh, it's i mean obviously it goes back to obviously the the uh, the, the, the purest days and then obviously they were quite fans were quite disgruntled there and then obviously i, I guess you just want to erase the pardue days from uh, from the memory <laughs> from, from the memory it couldn't have, yeah. couldn't have happened to a nicer guy from a, from a wiggins perspective he's, he, he, of he's, not, he's not the most uh, he's not the most popular um so obviously just looking back briefly like kind of over the years quite a lot of connections you know player wise between uh, between the clubs so we were just kind of um sort of want to like go through a few of the players and see see what your yeah. kind of thoughts were so um so uh jeff horsefield or nathan ellington I was say you touched on the money there. It was a very cheeky bid as well that you put in with three million and one pounds just to release, <laughs> yeah. uh, just to release him. Because I mean, it's funny because really, obviously, I mean, we we definitely say Ellington, of course, uh, here. And I guess in the next in the next comparison, I suppose, if we said something like Jason Kumas or Paul Sharna, I, I would I'd be amazed if you didn't say Kumas. And and, and yeah, clearly, Kumas. We're, quite clearly, we're going to go for Paul Sharna. So uh, well, uh, uh, that's um, I would actually say that. Uh, you know, of course, Kumas would be the answer for me there personally. I wouldn't say it was as quick as Ellington Plus, 
Smith and the Gary Megson crew mass was brilliant and uh, I remember being very very disappointed when he left for Wigan um, they never got obviously never got to see the best of him um, and maybe the Premier League was just a step up for him Possibly yeah I mean we, did, we, we saw the odd tiny tiny little glimpse but I think basically three Three over a period of three consecutive managers, he he didn't didn't really do it. So uh, and he, and he's unfortunately just drifted drifted out to the game, down the leagues and out of the game, didn't he? Really. So uh, yeah. Anyway, let's let's bring it up to uh, to what we. It's always good to reminisce because we we we, we don't like talk, we don't like to talk about winning the FA Cup much, but you know occasionally <laughs> we we do mention it. But let, let's get let's let's bring it kind of up to date and. I think at the start of the season, a lot of us around here. I'm, I'm not sure exactly if anyone if anyone tipped West, West Brom or not, but I think most of us in, on this table were pretty much tipping uh, tipping Stoke. Um, I don't know what what what, what that what well, I, I certainly did myself, but um, I guess looking at some of the players that West Brom have got, um, I don't know why we weren't tipping West Brom. I know hindsight's a great thing, but those like those front two. Um, Obviously, um, Gale and, and Rodriguez and and uh, Barnes, obviously as well, has been been playing really well. And, and, and the wide players you've got, <laughs> you can see why you've been scoring the goals. So, um, <laughs> yeah. did, did you have? Did, did did the fans have the same optimism? Uh, or from a, you know, from a more objective journalist perspective, would you, would you have had them in your top two at the start of the season? Uh, well, actually, it's funny you say that. I uh, I also had spoken to in the league before a ball was kicked. I looked at their. Um, their well, their you don't feel as bad now when the experts say that as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know that they're definitely for like you know a bottom five finish, um, and they might they might well still be at the at the top end of the, of the table at the end of the season. It's such a long season that there's still about 100 points to play for. So that still might come to fruition. But at this point. Um, we couldn't really have expected too much more from West Brom um, from a fan perspective. Um, there were a few question marks potentially over the appointment of Darren Moore in the summer, purely based on whether the honeymoon period that he enjoyed kind of replacing Alan Parge at the back end of last season and getting those results where, I mean, in, in, a, in a really, really frank sense, no one could have done a worse job <laughs> than Alan Parge. So he managed to get that, managed to get that reaction out of the players players clearly adore him. He's a real fan favourite and a, and a, a bit of a legend for his playing days anyway. He's coached all the way through the the, uh, the academy and the under uh, the 23s and then became um, part of Pardew's assistant manager. Um, and, and so, you know, he, he, knows the, he knows the football club inside out from top to bottom. That all being said, there was still a question mark about whether he could oversee a, a 46 game season. Um, and, you know, when you're playing two games, three games a week um, in, in uh, this part of the year, the, the year about to go into where it gets particularly um, frequent with matches in, in November and December, could could he manage to um, kind of steer us up towards the top, top end of the table and, uh, and uh, comparing the runners and riders that he was up against with the, with the bookies and, and you know, as a journalist who we knew him to, to uh, become really interested in D Smith actually, rather ironically, was a name that was uh, uh, was highly mentioned, and they opted they opted for more, and there was that opening day defeat to Bolton, uh, and he did worry then, you know, of, of how he's going to respond. This the first game of the season, there were a lot of changes, a turnover in the squad of about twenty, I'd say, and uh, since then they haven't really. 
watched, I watched that game. That was bought. That was what, yeah, terrible it was, game. It was, it was a very, very purest, purest game, wasn't it? So, um, it was, so yeah, it's, 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 it's going. It seems obviously the results speak for themselves. It's going pretty well. Um, I mean, have you have you kind of kept any eye on Wigan? I guess through the season, or have you just start? I guess over the last couple of days, you've looked into. Um, into what we've got in the locker, I guess. Uh, I mean, what have you got any fears or any 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 players that if you if you could pick a player in January, not that I want to get rid of any of our players. But if, you, if you had to pick one, who would that be? You know, as a star man. Well, the, the beauty of working for the Birmingham Mayor is that I kind of have to uh, dip my toe into other football clubs. And funny you should say, I did actually cover Villa against Wigan over the season. Um, and on this day, I'm still actually scratching my head. I was going to get a result. Um, yes, I, I thought I, it was just um, you know they go, they go a goal down early on and particularly impressed by the reaction because they were back in front okay they had a little bit of luck with the first goal um, but even when they got the second goal and got themselves in front they then looked like they were going to go on and add another goal or another you know another couple of goals and um, and so you know through the game to turn his head as it did I was absolutely, um, I was gobsmacked. I felt, actually, I felt for, I felt for Wigan, first and foremost, and sitting in on the press conferences after the games to tell how relieved Bruce was. Um, and, and yet, despite that, how upbeat Paul Cook was, who, I must say, as an individual, comes across brilliantly. Um, yeah, he kind of realised, you know, yeah, and, and you know, you, you consider a 90th minute winner, extremely disappointing. You come and played Villa off the park, one of the biggest teams in the division, as a newly promoted side, uh, and you're left with nothing, but you're still able to sit in the press room and chat to the journalists with a big smile on your face because you know, as a manager, what the players are giving you and that you'll get more results than you won't. Yeah, and, and as, as obviously it developed from there, I mean, we got we played well against Forest and conceded in the last minute, and then we went to Stoke and won 3 0. So, I mean, it wasn't a fluke that day, you know, we, we, no. we obviously we've. We've uh, struggled a little bit away from home since, but you know our home form has been excellent. So I guess it's it, it's set up for a great game. So we, we do a we do a prediction a prediction league, and I think the listeners and the uh, the opposition fans seem to be doing better than what we are at the moment. So maybe this is good, this is good inside information, really, of what what you think how you think it's going to go on 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 Saturday, uh, what, what your prediction will be for how how the game's going to develop, and, and obviously a score prediction. Yeah, uh, well, from, a, from an Albion perspective, um, as good as our front line has been, um, we're, we're hoping to have Matt Phillips back from uh, injury. He's been missing the last couple of games. Um, we're hoping to have back his sack up and running. He's had an international break to get his, his fitness back up to speed. So hopefully, you throw those guys in alongside, you know, Barnes, Rodriguez, and Gale. Um, I think there's an argument to be able to touch it better forward one than the the team that we, you know, we've taken apart from in the Premier League um, going forward. So, despite all that and the goals we scored for fun, um, there are still enormous question marks over our defending. On paper, Hagazi, an international defender, Craig Dawson, that's been wanted for 20 million quid by Burnley all summer, uh, Cole Bartley, um, a former Arsenal player and did very well for Leeds of the season. But they're all... Um, They've all been really rather uncomfortable at certain points in, in each game this season. They've only kept one clean sheet between them up till now. So for that reason, I'm, I'm going to say that there's going to be goals in it um, because at the minute we're just we're kind of for every goal that we do score, we do concede. So um, 
to get a draw at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, we kind of ended up just out muscling Preston the Saturday before that. Um, so, <laughs> if it's anything to go by, going back up north again, I, I think this game is going to be 2 2. Right, okay. Is that, is that 2 2 or 3 2? Sorry, just broke up then. Uh, no, 2 2. I think it'll be a point of peace. Right. We'll take that. Yep, yep. Okay, thanks very much for that great insight, a bit of history, and obviously, um, you know, we've got a sort of a good analysis of how we think it might go on uh, on Saturday. So, enjoy the game, but but not too much, hopefully. And um, I'm to you guys. Yeah, and um, I, we always enjoy a trip to to the Hawthorns, and I think it's over Christmas as well, isn't it? Boxing Day. It is. We'll see you in our fancy dress on, uh, on 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 Boxing Day. That'll be that'll be a, a sight for you, the Wigan fans in fancy dress. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. All right, mate. Cheers. Bye bye. Thanks. All the best. Nice one. Bye bye. Well, very good insight there, Adam. And uh, thanks for thanks for finding him. Um, does a bit of writing, we believe, for all three of the major Birmingham clubs who. Uh, must be interesting, that yeah, especially on when it's Derby Day because he does the he does Wolves as well. Obviously, we're in the Prem, so uh, he gets double pay. Should, he doesn't. Should have asked him. He should do, yeah. But um, maybe we can ask him again when we play him on Boxing Day. Boxing Day, yes, yeah. And speaking before we before we move on to West Brom, Jay, um, you're here and you do a lot of coverage of the of the boxing uh, locally. Um, I think there's two boxes you'd really like to give a mention to and what they're up to and what's coming up for them. Yeah, they've uh, got quite a few promising youngsters in the town at the moment, two of, two of which are way athletic fans, uh, Adam Ridge and James Marcroft. Uh, James Marcroft is in action on the Saturday 8th of December at the University of Bolton Stadium. Uh, mm. there's, there's different names for the Bolton Stadium but I'm going to keep it PG. Yeah. Uh, so uh, James is currently 8-0 and, um, and he's, if he wins his next fight he should go to about 15th in the country. I think, I think James does have, have a realistic chance of being a world champion one day. Uh, that's not me just saying that, I, I genuinely believe it, it could happen. I've never seen so much dedication and commitment to the cause. Was this the guy we got to see beating you up on, um, on the internet the other day? Yeah, it's just, James uh, kindly decided to do a training video with myself. And what a guy. It were the brightest <laughs> idea I've ever had, but you know it's it's different. I've never seen Paul Kendrick or Bill Wilson get in the ring, so challenge. There is an open challenge if you wanna get into the ring with a boxer. Uh, give him a call, and I'm sure they'll sort out. Do a, a Wigan today boxing match. Yeah, yeah. And Paul yeah. I think uh, Paul Kendrick has a high advantage. Oh uh, well, no, it's yeah. not all about He's high. got the weight. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, we want him to keep his uh, keep his place. And then the second guy, Adam Ridge. We did want him to have him down, but he's uh, he's seen his nutritionist tonight. Um, he will be down in a, a couple of weeks. Um, just a bit about him. We know he's got an upcoming bout. Uh, yeah, Ridgey was meant to be coming tonight, but he accidentally double booked himself. I kind of knew it would happen because he's a bit a bit dopey like that. But oh, he'll come for you. Oh, he'll come for you. Oh. Yeah, he's, I can't take on a lot of his fight, so I'm sure he won't have too much to say. But he's next in action at the Victoria Warehouse on the Sunday, December 16th, against a guy called Joe Eco. Uh, he's a VIP fighter as well, which is the promotion of James Marcroft, Adam Ridge, and then Andrew Fleming and Kyle Lamotti. They're two other Wigan lads that are fighting as well. Uh, they're all part of that branch of boxing. And Adam's actually taken on a, a fight against a fellow unbeaten boxer. So, unless it's a draw, someone's always got to go. 
Uh, and considering it's not for a title, and at his stage of his career, he's only had five professional fights. So it's a massive risk, but fair play to him. He's being brave and hopefully he'll get the result he wants on the night. That's working as for you. I would just say, uh, Adam and James, if you've got any spare ringside tickets going, uh, yeah. we'd love to come and do a bit of uh, reporting on it and yeah. get some stats for Gareth to read out. Even at the University of Baltimore. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll nip for a meal first at Rigoletto. We, we are easy, aren't we? we and, then, and then we'll go. So let's move on to Barry's favourite sh- section, Ref Watch. So, referee in charge on Saturday is Jeremy Simpson from Lancashire. Last refed us um, against Villa in August this season. Um, and he's made 13 appearances so far, issuing 50 yellows and two reds. So, that's it, that's my ref watch. Done for you. Looking, looking ahead to West Brom, they're in um, some good form. They've won eight, drawn four, lost seven. No, they've not. They can't have lost that many. They have lost two. And they sit second in the championship, having played 12. Um, yeah, anyway, they've got 24 points. Latix are, of course, uh, sitting 12 with 12 points, playing five, uh, winning five, drawing two, losing five, and 17 points. Big circle on the championship table here from Gareth. Well, one thing that jumps out more than anything is the number of goals that West Brom managed to score in their, in their 12 games. 31. Second best is Leeds with 22, so it's quite an achievement. When you that's the best in the country, that, isn't it? That's, uh, that's fantastic, that one, yeah. really. Yeah, they thrashed QPR 7-1, didn't they, at the home phones in uh, August? But even without that win, you know, they'd still be well... They'd still be ahead, still, yeah. They're clear at a stretch. They beat Reading 4-1, they beat Bristol City 4-2, they won 3-2 at Preston. Has anyone nilled them? Has anybody nilled them yet this season? I think they failed to score once. Sorry, I've just realised I've not read out West Brom's results there. It was actually our record against West Brom is we've won eight... Drawn four and lost seven. Pretty um, balanced. So yeah, yeah, pretty much balanced. Last time um, at the DW was a two-one defeat uh, in November 2012. Um, our last game against West Bromwich Albion was at the Hawthorns, which was a three-two win as we tried to fight off relegation in 2013. Cal- Callum McManaman, Callum and the scenes when he at the camera. Died yeah. in a header at MacArthur as well, wasn't it? It was, um, it was a great, great game, that, and the belief bus was... We thought we were on it. And it, it was revving, wasn't it? Oh, it, 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 it was, was revving, and then it, it stalled against Swansea. Yeah, we'll, we'll, not, we'll, not, went, we'll, not, we'll not go back to that. <laughs> so, uh, Darren Moore's in charge down at um, the Hawthorns, and he's got a, a well-known man for us all um, beside him, in Graham Jones, who left his uh, position at the side of Roberto... Um, to take up that job. I mean, he's had some big jobs, hasn't he, this time? I mean, he's he has, he has indeed. Not, not bigger than Latix, but Belgium was reasonable <laughs> job for him, wasn't it? <laughs> it Everton was. As well as a good, good move for Martinez and Jones. So, last six we've, we've touched upon. Um, obviously, they've, they've won four, drawn two, yeah. and lost none. Uh, Gareth, just go through a few of their results. Well, the last six results for us, please. The last six results. Uh, Local Derby, Birmingham 1, West Brom 1. As I said earlier, West Brom 4, Bristol City 2. West Brom 2, 
Millwall nil. They won at Preston 3-2. Then they were drew away at Sheffield Wednesday. And most recently, they beat Reading 4-1 at West Brom. So, they currently sat second in the league with 24 points and doing well, fantastic. I think, I think Joe was kind of alluding to it. that they, Obviously, on paper, they're doing well. But maybe there are a few little a little cracks that, we, that maybe can, can exploit. Because I think... I mean, at the end of the day, if you're 2 0 down going into the last four minutes against Sheffield Wednesday, that's you get out of jail cards, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, it's good character, but it, I th- think it gives us a bit of hope and optimism, doesn't it? Uh, if you just looked at the table, <laughs> you'd be worried, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. I and mean, it's not the easiest games, you know, as we've already discussed, but you've got to play them sometime, haven't you? Well, as has been discussed, I mean, look at our form. Jay said earlier in, in tonight's our away form is not good, is it? Our recent away form's awful, isn't it? It's pretty cursed at the moment. Yeah. It's um, delicate, to be honest. You know, so we need to get back on the bus. We really do. Like this bus. <laughs> A lot of buses involved tonight. There is, there is. And it's it's, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be... Um, uh, quite an open game, I think. You know, attacking teams. Have, you can see that um, West Brom do attack, and that's what we can find their their cracks, as, as Joe was saying, and uh, the chinks in their armors. And so, Gareth, how, how do you see this one going on Saturday? Let's let's get a six predict out of you. I think we're going to lose. I think it's going to be Wigan one, West Brom two. Right, I'm going to be straight on from that, Jay. I, I'm going to actually go for the same. Wigan one. West Brom too. Adam. Um, well, it'd be interesting. I think a lot of it might depend on how we set set up really for this game because I, I doesn't Griggs out, isn't he? But it's not looking too good for Vaughan. I'm not sure about Garner. I don't know whether. It, well, we could have a secret weapon which we might we'll come to in a bit. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether maybe maybe this game could be a Powell Powell up front. Windus, Windus given his chance in that role behind where he claims he, he does he does the business and is it time to see if we can get 50 minutes out of Callum because I think we, we've uh, we've been non-existent really out wide since Massey's, Massey's dropped out of the team well, he's back isn't he he's back in um, he's not going to be playing though no no he's back in it looks like quite intense training. I think that's the only way for us. I think we've got we've got to set up to attack them because the, their weakness is definitely at the back. If, if we if we try and sit back, they'll, they'll, they'll pick us off two 0 or something. So I think we we attack them. Um, I could see this being possibly back to the Sheffield Wednesday game, three two win. Three two win. Sorry, Barry. Were you? Um, I was going to go there. Will you do us some? Ratings post match, obviously for our blog spot. I thought you were going to ask me to do up there. No, no, no. <laughs> and because um, the interaction you two had with you and Adam, yeah. no one can see where I'm pointing. Do a better job this time. Uh, because I think Adam's still seething, and we're, we're getting on for two weeks on from that. So. No, I'm all right. I've got to yeah, what I would say is, I think we'd win eight 0 but Gibson's not playing, <laughs> so that's why we're missing a key player there. Fair enough, young Adam. How are we going? Um, I think this will depend on whether Lee Evans is in the squad. No, here we go. He will no. be, he'll be back. No, Don't um, worry. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because they're very good. Uh, I'm a little bit suspect of our defending at times. You know, we, we do look a bit shaky, so we've got to really be on it if we want to get some out of the game. 
Um, but in in terms of trying to trying to get back into this lead table, prediction lead table, I'm gonna to have to go for a three-one loss. Three-one loss. Yeah. Um, really? I just think they'll have too much for other field. They that team they've got. I think they'd, they'd have a good good chance in the prem to be fair. So they'd have a good shot. Not fair, they? No. Well, no, but they have different players. So <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, under that manager towards yeah. the end, they did all I mean, right. Yeah. You're Pardew with a bad group of players. It's not the best recipe, is it? Thorpe, how are we doing? We're doing 2 1 home win. Straight to the point. I like it. See, I'm going for home win as well. I'm going for a 1 0 at its win. Yeah. Well, it's that home form, isn't it? We've got home form. We've got to keep that home form and then start to turn the away form. Yeah. And then we'll go from being mid table up to. Contenders. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll, we'll win it by March. Win it by March. Well, you've heard it here first. Get on the uh, <laughs> get on the buses. Put, put your house on it. So <laughs> we um, we box off Saturday. Three points in the bag. Get on that coach, and we're off down to the Lions Den Tuesday night. South London, Millwall. I believe us. Just where you want to be. That's exactly just where you want to be. On <laughs> so, so we pass the chair. We will come to, I promise you, Gareth, because we may have a bit of a problem come Saturday. Anyway, so get on that believe bus, get down to Millwall, and the referee in charge is Tim Robinson from West Sussex. He officiated our first game of the season against Sheffield Wednesday at the DW, a 3 2 home win, when he sent off Big Dave. Um, and he officiated Millwall in September when they lost to West Bromwich Albion. So far this season, um, he has, in the Championship, had nine appearances, 42 yellows and one red. So in total, in all the leagues, he's only made 14 appearances, 55 yellows and one red card. The game is on Sky and I follow, and... Um, Somebody from the club picked up on our discussion that we had about iFollow the other week and uh, illegal streams and this, that and the other. And the club do get revenue from iFollow. From every subscription of iFollow, they um, they get some sort of revenue from that. Um, and they were, they were keen to push the iFollow in comparison to the um, to Sky because Sky, iFollow, you get more camera angles, um, you get your local commentary, so you, for us we get Wish FM, you get your statistics and everything throughout the game, where Sky just has the static one camera kind of, and a, the, the generic commentary. So, um, I guess it's a thing, isn't it? If, the, the problem is, is if you've already got Sky, then there's there's no additional cost, is there? You no, press there's not, no. Button, I, think, I think what, what a lot of people don't like, especially with this Tuesday night stuff, is that the games are on and you don't have to travel, but for everyone around this table works Monday to Friday, getting out there for us, getting down to Millwall, you have to take the lead. Well, if you remember, I don't know if you went to the fans forum a few years ago with, uh, I think it was Jonathan Jackson said that they, the meet, with a meeting with the Football League, they, they decided this, that they, they'd have the longer distance games in midweek because they said that people don't necessarily go to even local games as much yeah. midweek and, and yeah. they want to swell those crowds in the weekends you know so rather than playing Wigan Millwall on a Saturday why not have a, a, a Wigan Bolton on a Saturday yeah. really and I think, I think that's the great thing you know at the end of the day we can all sit here next, well not sit here <laughs> we are sitting here aren't we yeah but next week we can sit at home 
We come for have our own home. We've got Sky. Watch that game. Um, as if we've all been. Yeah. Um, but if you know a Sky subscriber, it sounds like you get a decent yeah. service, don't you? Yeah, and it's, it's you know cheaper than a ticket and the travel at the end of the day if you can't make that game. So going ahead to the Millwall game. Ooh. Millwall. Um, we all remember a, a shirt. Wish FM costing out and you can do your washing up at the same time. Sorry, sorry I didn't get yeah, an Adam ask. No Adam ask for this one, sorry. No, there isn't, no, but uh, all they do is shout Millwall oh. down the phone. So we all remember the game back in uh, in 2013 down at Wembley. Which, uh, yeah, they were fighting each other. Uh, yeah. Oh, I remember the playoff game at the DW as well in <laughs> 2000. Yes, yeah. So our, our form against Millwall, we've won seven, drawn ten, and lost twelve oh. against Millwall. They sit twentieth in the championship, having played twelve. They've won two games, drawn four, lost six, and sit with ten points. The last fixture was a nil-nil draw. Um, our game against Millwall was last uh, in March 2016 at the Den in League One. Lastly, um, sent off was he? Yes, yeah. yes, he was. Yeah. So, Gareth, how have they done in the last? Uh, we we know how they've done, but what the results look like? Because I did allude to earlier on that they hadn't been too bad, really, as the scores would suggest. Well, looking at the last six, which I always like to look at as a pointer for the recent form, they were on a pretty dire run, having drawn one-one against Leeds, lost the next three against QPR against West Brom and against Sheffield Wednesday then drawn against Forest so there were two draws from five but they won the most recent game against Aston Villa they did indeed yeah and the Sheffield, United, uh, the Sheffield Wednesday game was a 3-2 defeat wasn't it they've had some pretty difficult games not as difficult as what potentially we're going to go into but um, they picked up a, you know, a big win there they seem to perhaps be doing what We've done, as you can see from there, they're getting the three points against teams where you wouldn't really expect them to. We've said this a couple of times during tonight's podcast, that's why we're playing in the championship. It's, you know what I mean, there's some 24 good teams in there, good clubs, and it's a very, very competitive league. I would have said 23 in Bolton. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's just get around the table. Tuesday night, the Den... Gareth, how's it going to go? I'd be delighted to get a point. Delighted. Let's hope it's a point in the right direction. Paul? Um, 2-1 Wigan win. 2-1 Wigan win. Again. The cast is over. Jay? Yeah, you've got, got, you've got to go get a point somewhere, haven't you? I'm going to go for a uh, stalemate. 0-0. Young Adam? Uh, one nil win, Cedric Capri, ninth minute. <laughs> <laughs> you would make millions on that. That's going to happen, so yeah. I'm Paul. I, um, I'm going to go for 2 1 win. So it's, uh, it's Paul. Adam? Uh, yeah, I think I think this might be a decent game for us, actually. I fancy a 3 0 win. And. The, oh. and I don't think we'll win both of them, but I think we'll win one of them. So if I get if I get a point from these next games to consolidate myself at the top, I'll do me. So I'm going two wins, but I'd be happy with one. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Uh, just Barry, you need to get your um, hashtag ticks predicts in before 12 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. And oh if anyone else would like to join in, just use the hashtag. It's that time of the evening. Last week we had Gareth Cramp and now uh, well, Paul's got the sneezes. <laughs> so, um, let's look at something a bit more positive. Um, we alluded to the fact that we might have a bit of a striker crisis on um, Saturday with Will Grigg potentially having a knock. <coughs> James Vaughan not fully fit. Um, there's a young lion um, in our ranks at Christopher Park, I presume that's where he'll be training at the moment, in Joe Geldart, who has scored six in five for the uh, for the England team. First team call up on the way? Possibly. You can't throw someone in at this stage of the season, can you? There you go, you've got one score goals. He'd get slaughtered in from West Ham, wouldn't he? If he missed a chance. Not from the West Ham, no. East Ham, maybe. Those wrongers near Tunnel and all that. No, no chance. Absolutely. I'm not saying that he, he shouldn't necessarily, because you've got to but I absolutely no chance that he's no. He, he will play before. FA Cup before third FA round. Cup third round, yeah. where there's a there's potential depending on who we draw. I think the lad's knocking, isn't he? I mean, he's doing the right things. Like he's doing it on the it's biggest stage way. for him currently. Um, it's and not our model, though, is it? We, no. we we kind of blood them in the, the the lesser competitions, don't we? Like we did last last season. Then <coughs> then if they seem like the, something decent, we'd probably then send them on loan. The, the problem is, is that from that point they don't always then get to the next because it looked like Lang last year may have done something did alright didn't he at Morecambe yeah. he struggled for farm at the moment for all done so, so what we were saying to me the other day it might be some of these players that are coming through it's just that we're, we've just gone one league ahead of where they were so maybe last season if we didn't go up Lang would have come back and then we probably yeah, would have had to have had a player like that wouldn't we? we wouldn't be able to spend money would we on strikers do you think, potentially looking at this now, um, one of the best signings of the summer was tying down Joe Geldart to a, an extension in his contract? Absolutely. Look at the, look at the clubs that were rumoured to be sniffing. United, Chelsea, Everton. Uh, Everton well, United have known for having quite a good academy. It could have been a massive move for him, but to tie him down, and everyone you speak to at the club mentioned how highly regarded he is, how much potential he has, so... To tie a player like that down, if a club, say, I don't know, he makes his first team debut in January in the FA Cup, scores a few goals and then does it in the Championship, if a big team does come knocking, we've got that like, insurance that we won't lose him for cheap. Well, the other guy as well is doing all right, is it? We, we, uh, yeah. was he the one who was, was he the one who was our youngest player? Was it? Yeah, when we, when we was in the director's box, I'm gonna watch yeah. uh, eating Barry's at a dead sweets. Yeah, yeah, on Sky. <laughs> Gareth, have you uh, I've seen you scribble some notes down? Was that just uh, a name? I was just thinking about the possibility of this young lad getting a, a chance. I agree with Jay, the chances of him playing are probably in the FA Cup because Kirky sticks to his principles, doesn't he? Yeah. he? You know, He's loyal to his players and he's signed Garner and he'll stick with him as far as I can see. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting couple of a plan. Um, but for a young man starting his trade, it's, he's making very promising signs. And from someone starting the trade to someone who has today hung his boots up, David Rees, George Best, Cotterell, 
um, announced his retirement uh, today. Um, didn't have the most memorable of spells at the Latics, but nevertheless, he was a, a Latics. Decent career he made of himself, yeah. didn't he, really? Yeah. Quite a good player. I don't think he, he really lived up to his expectations no. at the club. He was quite highly rated. and He showed glimpses of what he could do. A bit like Kumas, who you mentioned earlier. We, we, we saw a little bit, but... He didn't see it. <laughs> but, um, we, for 10 minutes he saw Kumas. <laughs> great career, and he's, he recently opened up about his battle with uh, mental health. He did, yes, yeah, and I think that's... Great thing to um, do. It is a brave thing to do, and especially in the time where we've had the World Mental Health Day, and it's been uh, massively discussed. Yeah, and it was very like, like watching the um, Chris Kirkland last week on the uh, on the debate. It was quite quite harrowing, really, to listen to. And it was obviously the way he spoke about Wigan and he was happy times, and then you know, obviously after that, uh, I mean, it's obviously something that's always there, but it was like the trigger in a way. Uh, after Wigan, he, he had lots of lots of travelling, um, and a few knocks, injuries, yeah. and uh, you know it's it's quite harrowing, but very very brave of him to, to you know to to go on a program like that and kind of put it all out there in the open. I think it's very important. I think from our point of view as well, just touching while we're on that subject um, to mental health, that if anyone ever wants to come down, we're all here on a Wednesday night. If you want to come down, have a chat, and we'll talk to you about anything and everything. And, because we're all one big community at the end of the day. Anyone else got anything to add to the pod? Shipping forecast is coming up. Um, so I, 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 one good thing we've done now as well is we've uh, we've realised that gambling's a big problem, so we no longer do odds. Well, I've got the odds in front of me, but they aren't very favourable for this weekend. So, uh, well, we, we, was I right? We were the underdogs. We're two to one with West Brom or Evens. Uh, this weekend. You've just done the odds then, haven't you? Yeah. So I've done the odds, yeah. So, <laughs> gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. On that note, um, it's a good night from me. Good night. Good night. It's a good night from us. <laughs>